0: Welcome to The Card Pool. I'm your host, Stu. And I'm Kyle. And today we're finishing up on Myriad, and we're doing part two of our hidden gems, being the... New Phyrexia. Yeah, Ooh. the tippy-top is what I was trying to get you to <laughs> say, but that's top, fine. Man. But either way, we're gonna start off real quick and fast with our number 5s. Alright, let's get to it. Mine is definitely something that I was reveling in. It <laughs> is called Omen Machine. It costs 6 mana for an artifact, and it reads, Players can't draw cards. At the beginning of each player's draw step, that player exiles the top card of his or her library. If it's a land card, that player puts it onto the battlefield. Otherwise, the player casts it without paying its mana cost, if able. Hmm. So this is very unique for the fact that we had a creature banned in Commander. Leovold has like half of this effect pretty much on it right there, being able that players can't draw cards. So make it so that you go ahead and you windfall or you wheel or make it so people discard their hand and draw a new one nobody has any hand except you did with liovol because it wasn't symmetrical
1: like this it let you draw all the cards this card does not let you do that same thing it's a little bit fairer it is
0: way more mean way more aggressive however this works really well because if you're using some sort of deck you can cheat this into play and everything else like that after you've dumped your hand and then you would go ahead and wheel make it so that you have a board state no one has anything else, and they're top decking for the rest of the game. Yeah, just taking this at
1: face value, this comes off a bit as a weird chaos kind of card. Stopping people from drawing lots of extra cards is pr- pretty decent on its own, but the whole, you know, casting, giving everyone the advantage to cast cards for free from the top of their deck, not always the greatest thing. However, the real value in this, I think, what you're getting at is it's useful in combination with a lot of other cards to make certain things very difficult for your opponent. Exactly. Like the one that I always think of is the creature version of Teferi from back in Time Spiral. That basically prevents anyone from yeah. drawing cards, and because people can only cast things at sorcery speed, they can't cast the things they exile off the top of their deck because it's during, because it's, uh, you know, during the draw step. It's not sorcery speed. They can't do that. So they won't be able to play anything or draw anything and they're just completely locked out.
0: Yeah, and it's it's completely the nail in the coffin and you can time this absolutely perfect and destroy somebody. It's mm-hmm. It's incredible how this is still not something that could be banned. I think it's probably because it's so off the grid that it's not banned. And this is, like, under a dollar, this card. And yes, it does cost six mana, and to get a lot of that stuff set up, it does take some time. But this can be in any deck. You can go ahead and make it so you're using a lot of tutors for black, or a lot of blue tutors, or whatever it is that you truly want to use for this, because inherently, this is boundless.
1: Yeah, it's a very interesting card. But But also to note that
0: the cards that are revealed from the top, it's not a may. You must cast it. Yeah. So it's... Literally, you can get something where it's like, well, I just finally got a board state, and now I have a board wipe. I don't yeah. have that anymore. That's true. So this, again, it, it is chaos, but you can make it so the chaos is out of everyone's favor except for you. So.
1: Interesting card. Yeah, lots to think about there.
0: Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> but uh, moving on to number five, what do you got? Mine's a little bit
1: more straightforward, but my number five is going to be Urabrask the Hidden. Urabrask. Yeah, Urabrask. Urabrask. Uh, <laughs> this is a 4-4... Four, four for five, a legendary red creature, and it's a Praetor, one of them anyway. But creatures you control have haste, and all creatures your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped. And the reason I, I classify this as a hidden gem is because out of all the Praetor cards that got uh, printed in New Phyrexia, all five of them, this is the one that is the most undervalued and most under the radar, 100%. in my opinion. 100%. And even, even then, while it may not be as good as something like Vorinclex or Elish Norn, is still pretty darn good. I mean, giving all your creatures haste is great, but also, making all your opponent's creatures enter the battlefield tapped, that's a very odd ability for a red card to have, and yet the two halves complement each other so nicely. Your opponents can't stop you as you throw everything at them, including all of your haste creatures that you just spit out of your hand. Yeah,
0: it's a very aggro deck. You don't really see this too much as a commander, but it is I viable. I
1: yeah, but you could. You, you, you could. you could
0: go ahead and do this. It is a little bit heavy on the mana cost for mono red, mm. but this is 100% a card that you do see in the 99, just for the fact that it has such versatility. It is a powerhouse, and it is a quote-unquote control card in red. It really is, which is something you don't see very often. No, so if we start getting more and more of those, then inherently we might have a whole different deck variant, and this would probably be a gem in that. But either way, I I don't have too much more to say about this guy. Nah, me neither. Let's move on. (laughs) So on to number four, my card. Again, a little bit one, it's going to make you scratch, and it's a little long-winded, but bear with me. It's called Glistening Oil. It costs... Two mana for a double black enchantment aura, which goes onto a creature, and the creature then has infect. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a minus one, minus one counter on enchanted creature, and when this is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, return it to its owner's hand. That is the aura, that is. So mm-hmm. this is a recurable, could be deadly move, also potential spot removal, as a two
1: drop yeah there's a lot of things you could do with this a lot of things i'm not at all surprised uh, that you included this because i probably would have i love myself. this card
0: it's just something that you really don't see um when apatra first came out this was a card people started mm. to put on their radar yes yeah. but that was for the minus one counters it wasn't even for the infect and then after they're like well the infect's nice but i don't really want it for that it kind of made a disappearance. Hmm. So this is something that is very good. It is a game ender for the fact that it just can give effect to everything and it's not a one shot effect. And that's what we see people using grafted exoskeleton.
1: Yeah, and the best part about infect is like if you're trying to do combat damage and win through infect, I mean that, that can be done. But giving something that can ping people the infectability oh, makes it so really, good. really gross. So, And this can do that very easily. Totally very easily. The and only downside is it slowly kills the creature that it's on. But it doesn't matter because it comes back anyway.
0: And it's also great flavor for that. It's something that's so toxic, it's so infectious, it, it can't have any host. And I just thought yeah. that was absolutely brilliant with this. It's pretty cool. And like you said, you
1: can put it on other people's creatures to slowly kill them. I don't know why you do that because it's a little risky giving something infect, but still.
0: Uh, I wasn't sure happen. how it would work with the upkeep because if it's a 1-1, one, one, you can go ahead and disable it that way. Right. So if it has no power, you can kind of neuter it that right. way. Right. That is true. But either way, you can go ahead. If you have any creature that's big enough, evasive, and again, this isn't black. Swamp walk's not hard to turn on at no. all. You can just go ahead and make it so, all right, I just one-shot you for two mana.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Very, very
0: cool card. Yeah. And the art's phenomenal as well. (laughs) It is. But, um, yeah, if you have nothing to say with that, but, um, yeah, I think that's all all I (laughs) got. We'll go
1: on to another uh, Infect style card. My number four is going to be Viral Drake.
0: Oh, this would work so well with it.
1: Yeah, this works well with just about anything, including itself. It's a four-drop one-four with flying, and once again, it has Infect, So it does damage to creatures in the form of minus one, minus one counters and players in the form of poison counters, just in case we didn't go over that before. But its other ability is just tap four mana to proliferate. Why is this a hidden gem, you ask? Because this is an uncommon and it it both combos well with a lot of things in this game, but it's also potentially just a game ender on its own. Yeah. I mean, it's got the evasion. It's got the infect, so you can start poisoning people. But if they shut down your combat step, oh, you already gave them at least one poison counter. Oh, I'm just going to use my mana to start proliferating now, and you can't do anything about it.
0: Yeah, also, you don't necessarily need to even attack with this thing. It almost is like an enchantment where it's like, all right, I'll pay four mana for this enchantment, and then four mana to use it to proliferate. Yeah. It, the fact that it's a creature only helps... And I would say that's not something you see too often where it's like, oh, this is a creature version, it's better. Inherently, I would almost want this as an enchantment effect, but this being on a creature, being able to enable the counters is so strong. Yeah, and being able to
1: have that proliferate that you can just pump all your mana into and keep proliferating is very, very good. We see the new Yawgmoth commander who proliferates like unstoppably, and that's crazy good. This is just as good, and in a deck like, you use use experience counters, you use energy, you use charge counters on artifacts all kinds of things that proliferate works with like planeswalkers
0: you know you, you name can, it well, you this can card even use it to be counterintuitive for cumulative upkeep you can go ahead and put extra counters on other people's stuff so it's likely they'll sacrifice it even sooner you can
1: so this is i think this is really under the radar for what it is this is one of the better proliferate cards out there i think it
0: definitely rose in popularity with atraxa more recently but mm. again till that happened this was mainly just you know you ran. In fact, you ran this. It's just it an wasn't after, anywhere else. It's just
1: an afterthought, but one that I think more people need to pay attention to because it is really good.
0: I agree, but I think mine's definitely a hidden gem that people need to definitely take All note right. of. What's yours? That I have never seen <laughs> use. Uh, my number three is a card called Psychic. Surgery. It costs two mana for an enchantment, it is one generic and a blue, and it reads, whenever an opponent shuffles his or her library, you may look at the top two cards of that library. You may exile one of those cards and then put the rest in the bottom of the library in any order. So this is a free two mana trigger that you get every time somebody shuffles, tutors for anything, or whatever you have happen, and you just blanket, get a- go ahead and remove something, literally get to go ahead and exile one of those cards. You're not wasting any spot removal, this is free. So that means if somebody goes ahead and worldly tutors, you go ahead and you take whatever card they uh, tutored for out of the equation indefinitely. You go ahead and you do this after they go ahead and they just put something in the deck, they shuffle. All right, they just did that, you look at the top two cards and take away something that you just feel like they don't need anymore. This is something for so fast it comes out, it's so powerful, I don't know why you don't use this. This is incredible.
1: Well, I think the reason is, this is an interesting card for sure. And again, like against those kind of tutor abilities and those sort of things, yeah, this can do a lot of work, but it just seems really situational for my taste. Uh, Because most of the time, if somebody's just like cracking a fetch land to search their deck, do I really care about taking one of their cards away too? Mm, Not really, probably. However, I will say that potentially, uh, you know, if you have top two cards and you keep getting rid of people's lands, that can sort of that yeah, can sort of hinder can, them a lot. Totally mana screwed. The the way, where I like this card, where I actually really like this card, is in a deck that cares about I mean they're rare, but it cares about stealing cards from people's decks. Daxos is the key commander that I'm thinking of here, the original Daxos. That okay. when you do damage, you steal the top card of their deck. So, so you have no yeah, idea. Of you know what, you're what it is every time. Yeah, exactly. So that's where I want to see this card. See, well,
0: actually, I was thinking about it in a different form, where it's like I would want it in a deck that wants to know what other people have, like your Asperia deck, which is true. Yeah, it, it could help as in that long sense. as you know what's coming next. It, it's the same thing what we see with Githaxian Probe. Mm-hmm. Inherently, you get a free Githaxian Probe. With a, a drop of spot removal, you get to see what's gonna come, and you get to take the worst scenario out of the equation. I, I can't see what's so bad about that. Like, and it also turns off like other things, like sort of the animus is something we see a lot of. There's certain mm-hmm. commanders that just go ahead and flat out tutor. I mean, the beacons, which also go ahead and they shuffle them. We see those yeah. a good bit, so it's it's not something that you just kind of like. All right, it, shuffling doesn't matter. It actually happens. Quite regularly.
1: Yeah, but does this effect directly benefit you? A lot of the time, the answer is probably going to be it's no. It's just a
0: good value card that you're. It's who's going to really assess this as a threat and waste some sort of spot removal? It might get hitting the crosshairs by some sort of global effect sure but I, would you wait, waste a frozen grip on this no definitely not so and meanwhile i'll sit there and i'll keep going ahead and getting more value and more value and lo- making you lose key components
1: yeah but is it that much value i don't know i'd rather do something for myself proactively than use this to maybe not do Suit anything yourself? to I, mean, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting card, but I think there are very few places that can optimally use this.
0: Well, I think we'll do a poll here. This is definitely a spot where we're at an Impasse, <laughs> so we'll go ahead and say, again, Team Stewart, Team Kyle, <laughs> who's right about this card? And where do you align yourself? But moving on to number three,
1: Kyle. All right, well, I'm going to have something here that's very wide appeal these days. Number three on my list is Mind Crank. Now, this is a really infamous card, but I'll read it anyway. 100% infamous. So, it has a two-mana artifact. Whenever an opponent loses life, that player puts that many cards from the top of their deck into their graveyard. So, again, damage causes loss of life. So, really anything that takes your life total down in any number will trigger this card. Let's just get it out of the way. This is a combo card. It's one half of an infinite combo with Easily. Dusk Mantle Guild Mage, or Blood Chief Ascension, one or the other. Yeah. So, you can, yeah, because you do damage, you mill cards, because you're milling cards, you do more damage, which makes you mill you more cards, and the cycle continues. It's also really good with the Scarab God, which is a potentially very powerful commander. Losing life, milling cards. You make more zombies, which makes them lose more life, and mill more cards. Well, this
0: is good on its own. Yeah. You don't necessarily even need all of that, but no, it doesn't mill, hurt. Really.
1: No, yeah. it's, it's a great tool for almost any mill deck because you'll end up making them lose life in some form or other, and then this just gives you more mill. And it's only two mana comes out super early there's really no downside with this there, well, there's
0: really not just for your opponents i would agree that well i wouldn't agree but i would say ultra the brood is the quote unquote fairer version of this but that one also can be very impressive oh as well. yes so yeah wizards had no idea the power level in this car when they created no especially yeah. as an uncommon i mean really not it's a couple of bucks for an uncommon so well, it's been reprinted yeah. a handful of times and i mean definitely commander wasn't around when this happened but if it was, this, I don't, I mean, it'd been mythic <laughs> easily. It's,
1: yeah, this is a really interesting card. And
0: yeah, I don't think they thought this one through totally when they made it. No, but again, this was a long time ago. Yeah. But moving on to my All right. number two. So we have a card here that really has been under the radar, but it has been rising in price a little bit. It's called Hex Parasite. Now, this is a one-drop creature, that is an artifact creature insect with a 1-1 body, and it has the effect for X, and the Phyrexian black mana, meaning you can either pay two life or one black for it, you remove up to X counters from target permanent. For each counter removed this way, Hex Parasite gets plus 1, plus 0 until the end of the turn. The gaining Mm. boost is irrelevant with this card, and because the whole point of this is removing counters it doesn't have to be literally like plus one or minus one counters it's any form of counters which this directly combats proliferate which is super strong it stops planeswalker commanders and we are seeing so many more planeswalkers this is gonna start to be a black staple i yeah i wouldn't disagree with that necessarily and also, I would
1: add that aside from the obvious uses of this card, to neuter opposing planeswalkers, take plus one, plus one counters off creatures and whatnot, plenty of cards you control would want their counters to be removed. Things like Sagas, so you can tick them yeah. back down to keep using them. Things like a Decree of Silence, so you can keep on countering people's or spells. Or persist, even. Exactly, there are plenty of uses for this outside of just hurting other people. You can also help yourself, and for a one
0: drop, that can
1: immediately start impacting the game early on, that's a pretty good card.
0: Actually, you know what? You could even do something like a Glacial Chasm. You go ahead, you remove the counter exactly. from Exactly, no they, more age counters. You can't have to worry about getting attacked, and, well, you can't attack. So inherently, you can wait indefinitely to a point where you can go ahead and build a board right. state and grow up from there. That's That actually is very strong and very powerful. Uh, we only said, what Solemnity was the only true way of doing that, but I guess I guess this is another option. <laughs> there are others, but yeah. It, it's just I mean again, for where it's at now, I think this is almost at a dollar for
1: I think it's more than that, but it's it's not it's not super expensive. It's yet. almost a
0: dollar, maybe two bucks at this point, but it's just like a powerhouse and this is gonna be something where it's like we saw with the chain fail. Sat around for like fifty cents for a while and then it's around twenty bucks now.
1: Yeah, this just feels like one of those cards that at some point is gonna explode when the right partner in crime gets printed. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see.
0: Yeah, so I would say definitely buy at least one. I'm definitely going to be buying at least one. So, Kyle, you're number two. Is it as cool as this?
1: Oh, I think it is. But, again, this is one of those in-your-face type cards. Number two for me is going to be Caged Sun. Now, for those of you who are not super familiar with this card, it is. It's six-mana artifact. When it enters the battlefield, you choose a color. Creatures you control of that color get plus one, plus one, And then whenever a land's ability adds one or more mana of the chosen color to your mana pool, add one additional mana. So, let's see, for six mana, something pretty much any deck can use, universal creature boost, universal doubling of mana.
0: That's pretty great. Well, it's for only one selected color, so dual, tri-colored, etc. Will have a little bit less use for this. Yeah, I
1: know but... some people do do that, but for me, this is a color for you know this is a card for a monocolor deck only. But in those situations, it is an absolute staple because there is no reason why you should not be running this card. Or
0: if you end up using more of like if you do a dual color deck, but you have a big color slide where it's like I'm predominantly blue, I'm predominantly red. This would be a home there as well, so yeah. yeah.
1: And and like we said, green doesn't normally have a problem with mana, but, to, but colors like white or red that have issues with producing mana consistently, you want this in your deck. Yeah, 100%. Sure.
0: Actually, this is one of the things, actually, if people get this out, they go ahead and they use a clever impersonator on this. but like, yep, I'll take the same value. Yeah. I don't I don't have, have any problem with you having that as long as I have one as well. Exactly. So, so
1: I don't have a ton to say about this card other than the fact that it's just awesome. Yeah, it's a <laughs> solid
0: OG uh, mana boost. The only thing yeah. I, I like personally is maybe a little bit more Murari's Wake or even... Um, What's the one? Uh, the green one where Zendikar it's... Resurgent. Zendikar Resurgence. Resurgence. Yeah,
1: but they, it's, they, they don't go into the same kind of decks for me. No, no. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, predominantly we see that effect all over for green, so mm. being able to put this into a different color, it helps. They, they need them.
1: Yeah, but let's move on. Let's go
0: to our... Uh, number one, Stu. So, so what's
1: uh, what's on the top for you? Well,
0: on the top for me, I'm a green player at heart and we were just talking about it, so I'm going to wrap it up with that one. A card that many people have groaned at its name, Triumph of the Hordes. Uh, so, yeah, you're a prime candidate because I have used this on you many times. It costs four mana for a sorcery, two generic, and green and it reads until the end of turn creatures you control get plus 1-1 and gain trample and infect and we haven't really dove into the effect mechanic too much but pretty much when you go ahead and get 10 damage of infect you get those as counters Mm -hmm. once you have 10 of those counters you lose the game probably should mention that sooner sorry but that's also why this card is so powerful because you can go and make one flat out big swing and take out three players and it's not hard. You just have to have a big enough army to handle that.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of variants on Overrun that have been printed. Those kind of effects are pretty much how green wins the game most of the time. It's old school tradition. But yeah, but this one is, I would say, the most powerful. Because, I mean, yes. plus one, plus one, that's fine.
0: Infect, yeah, that's really dangerous. But
1: the, they really have to add the trample on there. It just feels so It's got to be able to pierce
0: through. And again, this is another card. It's an uncommon that is not an uncommon. No, this, this is this should be a rare. This, this absolutely should, should be a, be a mythic rare. It, for anything that ends games. They always print that as a super high rarity, and this isn't super hard to do. This isn't green. Green has no problem going wide, creating tokens, or even just having big guys. Just have one guy stomp on in and destroy. It's- yeah, the trample is what kills
1: me here. Like I said, it would have been fine if they hadn't added that. That just puts it way over the top. And even still,
0: like, you're in green, you can recur this from the grave because mm-hmm. it can take any type of card back. So it's not uncommon to see someone go ahead and use this if they have, like, an Eternal Witness in their hand and go, like, all right, yeah. I'll take out a player and a half, I'll play this, I'll get that back, and I'll take out another player and a half, and now yep. I win. So it's just it's great for just neutering the biggest threat. If one person's storming off or has the ability to see it and you can see it, all right, let's just take you out of the equation.
1: Yeah, and this t- you don't have to do 40 damage to kill someone. You only have to do 10.
0: Which That's... could just be one
1: creature. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, again, I don't have much to say about this. It's just really, really good. And, yeah, this is something you always have to watch out for if you're playing against a green deck.
0: And if you ever see anybody who's using a green deck and doesn't know how to make the game end, just point them in this direction. Yeah,
1: <laughs> absolutely. It's one of the best game closers that is in, is available,
0: for so, sure. yeah. So your number one, is it better than that? Yeah,
1: I honestly... I mean, that card's pretty good, but I think this one just overall might be. You can be the judge. So for my number one, it's It's none other... Well, we'll see. It's none other than Beast Within, the one and only. Yeah, that's a good one. So it is a three-mana instant, destroy target permanent. Its controller puts a 3-3 green beast token onto the battlefield. So like we said with a lot of cards... I'm not a huge fan of getting rid of things and then giving somebody back for it, but let's look at what green has. Green has a ton of ways to get rid of things that aren't creatures. Yes. Creature removal is where green really, really struggles, but this card, it's an instant. It's a low mana cost. It gets rid of anything, anything. That means They, get, they get a 3-3 token back, but is that gonna be any worse than what you got rid of? Definitely not. If you're using this card, it's gotta be a big problem. So. I feel like nobody can debate. This is easily the best card from the set.
0: Yeah, 100%. Again, another uncommon. They didn't realize the power level with this card. It's insane. This is only a card that's scaled with time and gotten better with time. It's also been reprinted with time. Yeah, White Uh, has one now, too. It's awesome. Well, no, It's been recreated in White, Mm. but this has been also reprinted for many sets. And it's for that reason, to keep the price down. People know how strong this is. This is... Again, with the more types of permanents that they end up introducing into the game, Planeswalkers being the later adaption, this can still hit that. They're all permanents. This is something that's always going to be good. It's always going to be a green staple. Mm-hmm. And even if they printed something that costs two-man does this, you would still run both.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, there's so much power here in the color that has arguably the worst options for removal. Yeah. So this is a must-have if you're playing a green deck mono green absolutely other colors there might be other better options when you add some things in but
0: i don't know this is pretty up there no matter what you do yeah well also like you were saying with generous gifts Selesnia is having a field day right now because they have yeah. two of the best forms of board removal in the game or spot removal in the game
1: yeah anything that's giving you problems if it's a creature if it's a land if it's a planeswalker whatever it is you get rid of it just no player asked.
0: you can't use it on
1: them Yeah,
0: unfortunately not.
1: (laughs) But yeah, this is just, it's just great. What more can we say?
0: Wrap us up right here. There's not much more I have to say about Mm -hmm. him either. So that is gonna match up the end of our Hidden Gems. We're gonna do the money cards of the set next time so you can see what we weren't allowed to pick and see how you view those in comparison to what we chose. Definitely. So follow us if
1: you're interested in more content on all of our social media platforms. We've got Reddit. Our tapped out page. We've got some Facebook and Twitter in there as well. All at the handle of the card pool. And if you want to send us some more direct comments or maybe help out with the channel, you can send us an email at
0: mtgthecardpool@gmail.com. And until then, feel free to like, subscribe, and also hit the notification bell if you want to know when the next one comes out. Definitely. And until then, I'm Stu. I'm Kyle. And, and we'll, we'll see, see you next time, time at the card pool. pool.